Hi there, everybody. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. got any anything good going on i'm just chilling in my beanbag chair i love that for you (laughs) i love this journey for us in our pod dormer (laughs) it's not a pod closet anymore guys we are now in a pod dormer pod dormer and it is soundproofed basically (laughs) with quilts with quilts it's fine homemade Uh, soundproofing it might be really dark in here, but hey, we got computers to light our way. Yeah. So. And basically a Scentsy bulb. Us. Yep. hmm hmm <laughs> So, you know, we're able to see. It's going to be great. Can we see each other very well? No. Nope. But it doesn't matter. We see outlines and that's, that's what truly matters. We have seen problems anyway. Yeah. Even after Lasix, we still, it's whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> Gotta love genetics. So, okay. Shanna. Shy. Today, I would like to tell you the story of the Sirloin Stockade murders. <gasps> Quite a famous mass murder here in Oklahoma City. Ooh. And the crazy turn of events that brought the killers to justice. I don't think I've ever even been to a sirloin stockade. Well, they don't exist anymore. But they did like when we were younger, right? Well. No. (laughs) Not the one in Oklahoma City. (laughs) Okay. Oklahoma was like, no more. No. Oklahoma City was like, definitely not after 1978. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not missing out then. No. Probably not. Um... (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go back to July 16th of 1978. Ugh, okay. So it was quite a while back. Ready? So summertime in Oklahoma. Hot, sticky, right? Uh, the employees of the Sirloin Stockade Steakhouse on Southwest 74th and Pennsylvania, or as we like to say here in Oklahoma City, Penn. Penn. <laughs> Got to shorten it. We're, we're in too much of a hurry to say Pennsylvania. Southwest 74th and Penn. Oh, that's I-240 and Penn. Right. That's today's I-240 and Penn. Correct. Okay. Thank All you. right. Fair yes. enough. So you, you got a picture of where, we're, where yeah. we're at. Yeah. I used to work down there. So yes, I am acutely acquainted with that area. Good. I'm good to know. <laughs> good to know. Okay. So they were finishing out their day. Okay. It was about 1030. The steakhouse was closing. Okay. There were six individuals closing up shop. At, like I said, at 10.30, the manager of the stockade, 43-year-old Louis Zacharias, heard someone knocking on the back door of the restaurant. Ooh, I'm a hard pass on that right? already. Right. As he approached the back door, he just stated, hey, the restaurant's closed, like, go away. 
Yeah. You're not like, we're close. No, no, we don't need anything. Soon, one of these individuals taps on the, I, there was a window on this back door, taps on the window with a pistol. But also, I'm still like, nah, mm-hmm. we're good. One would think. Yes. Well, out of panic, Louis Zacharias opens the door. Is Louis Zacharias a white woman in a horror film? Because right, no. that is the wrong choice. He was a 43-year-old man that was managing the, the steakhouse. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Two men and a woman are let in. The two men bearing guns, bearing pistols. Soon after, the other employees were told to join Zacharias in the office for the money, you know, for the money they had made that day. As Zacharias was handing over this money to these robbers, he began to belittle them. Which, like, why are you picking this to do? Why are you doing this? Like, there's so For many the other ways. For the love of Christ. But they have a gun on him, but he's, he's choosing to, you know, call them basically what they are, pieces of shit. Which is fair, but, like, wait until they take the money and walk out. This is what I'm saying. Maybe in 1978, people, I don't know. They didn't he care. has way bigger balls than I've ever thought of right? having. I but... would not ever... Okay. Not ever just start no. on somebody's ass for having a gun in my face. Yeah. Okay. Would you like the money out of our safe and out of the registers? Yeah. Would you and also maybe like my wallet too? My tips that I re- received this evening yes. as well. What would you like to take? Mm-hmm. Please take, take it, it all, all and up. leave. Uh-huh. We don't want any trouble, right? No. None. Okay. Well, this belittling of these robbers sent one of the men into a rage okay and forced all of the employees into a freezer at point blank range all six people their names but they were 17 year old david Lindsay, 16 year old david salzman 17 year old anthony two and 15 year old terry hoy horse they were They were fucking teenagers. They were babies. And 56-year-old Isaac Freeman, (sighs) along with Lewis, were all shot execution style. They were basically just kids. Yes. Yes. That's gross. Yeah. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, they leave. Robbers leave. Get what they wanted murder these poor six people and leave at around 10 55 after not receiving the nightly receipts call the manager or like the the gm yeah yeah general manager arrives at the restaurant also present at the restaurant was carlos joy joy was terry horst's boyfriend Okay. He had arrived actually um, around 10.15, right before close, went in, uh, talked with Terry for a minute, knowing she was big, busy, you know, cleaning right. up. He just grabbed himself a pop and went and sat back in his car in the parking lot. 
So he was out in the parking lot while this was all happening. Yes. Yes. Oh, that poor guy. Yes. I know he's yeah. major survivor's guilt. Oh, 100%. Major. 100%. They soon discovered all six individuals in the freezer. Terry still had a pulse. Oh. Yes. Terry was still alive. Notified the police. Ambulance got there. They were able to transport port terry to the hospital but she soon um died of her injuries yeah because they shot her in the head right execution style in the forehead i assume or in the back of the head Uh, yes okay yeah so completely shocked by the tragedy because this had not happened like a mass mass shooting like this in oklahoma they went into full-on like investigative mode like, we got to find these people. It's our total random act. And you know, those total random acts of violence and murders yeah. are really, really hard. Yeah. If there's no ties to anyone None. else, that's just, yeah. None. So, they, like I said, go into full-on investigative mode. Carlos had described an Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon. <gasps> that was a unique color of green that he did notice to be near the back door of the restaurant. So while he was outside waiting on Terry, he got bored. And Duh. so he was like, I'm just going to drive around the restaurant. And he actually drove around to the back, noticed this vehicle. All the doors were closed on the vehicle yeah so he just thought somebody had parked and he knew it wasn't one of theirs because he was there probably all of the the time time. yes okay he was like well that's weird okay whatever but then proceeded to go back to his spot yeah the front of the restaurant sure and wait and that's when that's when the um district manager michael showed up and they both entered were able to find i just couldn't imagine Walking in. And, and like, finding. that eerie silence. And yeah. then you're like, where is everybody? Because the doors probably are locked, but, like, lights are still on. Uh-huh. And yeah. everything like that. And it's just, like, people got sucked up by aliens or something. But then you open the freezer door yeah. and it's just mass carnage everywhere. Yeah. So, one of the reports. So, I was able to grab um, a lot of information, obviously, out of the Oklahoman. Yeah. There was also kind of a blog post that was done by a John Sheldon over this these murders. And he was able to actually get crime scene photos. He was in court documents. Shit, John, uh-huh. yes. Like, he went after it and did such a good job How did we story. become friends with John Sheldon from the Oklahoman? Is he still around? Well, I don't know if he's from the Oklahoman. It was... In online, it's called the Odyssey Online was the name oh, of the website. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, anyways, but was able to get all of this information that Carlos was there to see, you know, Terry and one of the actually first people to, like, he was literally sit, just sitting outside. So Wow. Okay. But, unfortunately, the case obviously does go cold. All right. So this was, like I said, July 1978. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably hot as Christ that day. Mm -hmm. Yep. So 
In a crazy turn of events, in September of 78, a bag of pistols was found in Northeast Oklahoma. That's like just a regular Tuesday, though, I feel like. Do you think? <laughs> That's basically I a Tuesday w- afternoon metal detecting find for well, us here is a bag of pistols. But in 78, like, what, <laughs> were people picking up stuff on the highway as they were driving? Like, I I could not find. Where they were found. Where just they were a random found. fucking bag of pistols somewhere. One of the, I watched a little YouTube blog post over it, a vlog. Blog? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. all vlog. And she had stated that a young boy had found the pistol and was like, hey, dad, can I keep these? Hey, can, so, hey dad, can I keep this bag of guns that I found? <laughs> no. Um, let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Let's Even not. though, like, in 78, could you do that? Like, if you found stuff? 1,000%. Because that was before, I mean... I think Theoretically, just... that was before the Brady Bill and all that, because that didn't happen until Reagan got shot. Oh, that's true. So, okay. yeah. So. I mean, they... in Oklahoma, you can find and keep Pretty basically true. whatever guns you want. So. This is true. So they did um, turn them over to the authorities and investigators would run the serial numbers and discover that. One of the pistols was stolen from a pawn shop in Purcell, Oklahoma. Okay. And the other two pistols belonged to a couple whose bodies and the body of their 12-year-old son had been found along I-35 <gasps> near Purcell in, 19, in June of 1978. Uh, yes. So, okay, so let me get this straight because mm-hmm. I was gasping. Um <laughs> Two pistols were stolen from those people. Yes. The people on I-35? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Two people and their 12-year-old son? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. That's sad. Okay. We're going to rewind. We. Yep. Yeah. See, this is where shy gets real tongue-tied sometimes, you guys. (laughs) Okay. It's fine. It happens on a regular (laughs) basis. Sometimes I act like it doesn't even happen, and I just let people... You know, try to guess what you're saying and internally laugh at me. It's fine. It's whatever. I don't like to. No. Okay. So June 22nd, 1978. Okay. So we're going to go back to June. Okay. Before the discovery of the pistols, before the sirloin stockade murders. Okay. A family of three, Melvin Lawrence, his wife, Linda, and their 12-year-old son, Richard, were traveling north on 35 from Texas uh, in their Ford pickup, the, okay. little, the little camper shell on the back. God bless them. They were going to North Dakota Ooh. as Melvin's mother had passed away. That is a drive. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So they were going north to attend the funeral of his mom. Young Richard was super excited for the trip. And was given the okay to ride in the camper. So, backseat of the pickup. Duh. I think they had, like, a little pallet made out for him. Sure. He was back there with the, their two dogs. Yeah. Came along as well. What else do you have to do in 78 except, like, lay in the back of the camper, read some comic yeah. books? Like, Yeah. Because you know back then that the speed on the highway was only, like, 55. Yeah. That's, like, a normal speed on city streets now. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, 
as they made their way into Oklahoma along I-35, close to Purcell, they noticed a stranded female motorist standing outside of her green Vista Cruiser station wagon. This bitch. Such a bitch. So. So she's like the bait. uh, Yeah. She's got to be. She was the decoy. Yeah. So. The Lawrences, both sergeants in the Air Force, decide to help out the stranded woman. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because they're only seeing a woman. Mm-hmm. Hood up. Like, she's obviously needing help. Distressed in mm-hmm. some sort of way. It's 78. Like, what's a woman going to do? You know? Right. What? Like, I'm a dude. I'm... Whatever. Gross. <sighs> As Melvin... Lawrence approaches the car to help. Two men hiding nearby approach and demand money. There was some conversation back and forth with Melvin and the two men. Like, hey, man, I'm traveling. Like, I have my family. I can give you some money, but I'm not, I can't give you everything. And also, fuck right off. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Melvin, like Mr. Zacharias, began to belittle the Staffords for their choice of robbing people on the highway. It's literally highway robbery. Literally. Yeah. So this again throws one of the robbers into a rage and he shoots Melvin. Shoots him in in the neck. Okay. Ooh. Linda exits their vehicle and runs towards the, the female, the decoy woman. Yeah. Because she's in the fucking Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow this woman is able to knock her unconscious. Yeah. Wow. Like, what are the odds, really? I mean. Well, she probably had a f- pistol of her own. She probably pistol whipped her ass. She, so at the time, the decoy did not. So there was only one gun. Oh, yeah. And then they stole, okay, mm-hmm. they stole the other two from these people. So the okay. robber, so the main robber that just shot Melvin was the only one with a pistol. Okay. okay. I'm with you now. Yes. So at some point, um, their vehicle was searched. Lor- the Lorenz's vehicle was searched. Uh-huh. The cab. And two pistols were found as well as money. Okay. And they got about $600, I think. Yeah. Linda was then killed. And unfortunately, soon after, 12-year-old Richard would also be the victim of these brutal murders or these brutal killers. <gasps> um, when crying was heard from the back of the pickup in the camper, one of the men cuts the window of the camper, aims and kills young Richard. Okay. Lord. I know. So it's just so unfortunate these poor people, they had, they had no clue. They were just, you know, this is why you don't ever, I mean, nowadays with AAA and Starlink or whatever your car has, like. And your cell phone. And like, your cell phone. Everybody like, and their don't, dog has a cell phone. Yeah. Don't pull over for anyone. Yeah. Like, ever. call, call a tow truck. Hey. 
yell as you're driving by, I'll call a tow truck I for got, you. I got you. I, I got you, boo. I'm not, I'm not going to slow down. Though. Yeah. Sorry. No. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah, you can no. totally call, was it Star 55? Something like that. On Oklahoma highways and be like, yeah, there's a stalled car on. Yeah. We called for a rolled up rug one time because we thought it had a body in it. Did we stop and look? No. no. 100%. No. You can, you don't need a, just. Ooh, remember that time we called, too, on that lady that had, like, a car full of kids and not one of them was in a seatbelt? <gasps> oh, my God. I forgot remember? about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of those damn kids was in a car seat or a seatbelt. Yeah. They were bouncing around the back of that damn car going, like, 80 miles an hour down I-35. Nuts. Anyway, sorry. I... No, you're fine. Uh, uh, what I'm trying to say here is you don't have to stop for anyone No, anymore. Star 55 is your friend. Or whatever your state may have. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 911 works too. Whatever. 999 if you're in Britain. There you go. <laughs> so, the Lawrence's bodies would be pulled away from the interstate and left kind of off in the. Like off the side of the off road? Off the side of the road. Um, Richard would be discovered about a quarter of a mile down the road a few days after his parents were discovered. So they, so what they had done is the two men had gotten into the pickup with Verna, with the woman driving the station wagon and they took off and remembered that the little boy was in the back and stopped and for christ's sake mm -hmm. okay i yeah. hate these people yeah oh no they're just complete i scum. equally hate all of them men women i hate them they're all. they're they're just complete evil because there was no there was no reason at any point to murder any of these people they basically murdered just to murder yeah they they were literally all just like bloodthirsty. Yes. Mm, right. Gross. Right. Okay. So Ian, so we're gonna fast forward to January fourth of nineteen seventy-nine. Okay. Okay. After releasing composite sketches of the three people wanted for questioning in the stockade murders mm -hmm. an anonymous call is received at osbi headquarters okay of a very drunk man identifying himself as a trucker states that he recognizes two of the people as harold and verna stafford okay okay so the drunken trucker Turns out to be the third robber, Roger Dell Stafford, the actual initiator of these killings. So he... So are they all family? Yeah, so I'll get to that. Oh, okay, sorry. So, no. <laughs> so he sees this sketch of himself. And, and throws these other two under the bus and yeah, then just rolls Gets on. drunk and is like, hey, I, I know these two people. Was that like his version of prank calling? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they had no names. They had no. Yeah, they had nothing. They had nothing. Except and this some sketches, and we all know how t terrible those my, sketches are. Oh, they were bad, too. 
They were not good sketches. <laughs> this dipshit thinks, oh God, they've they've got me. And so, so I'm now, gonna throw these two under the got, bus. If he Oh God, son. They're just wow. dumb. Okay. They are dumb, dumb. <laughs> so Roger Stafford and Harold Stafford uh-huh. were brothers. Okay. Okay. Grew up in Alabama, born in the 50s. So in the 70s, they were in their 20s yeah. still. Yeah. Right? Verna was Roger's wife at the time. Oh. hmm Okay. So they were transients traveling from state to state, resorting to robbery to make money. Sure. So instead of getting a job. Sure. They thought, oh, we'll just rob these cars along the highway. We'll rob hotels. They tried to rob a couple of, or staked out a couple of hotels to rob. But they said the types of cars in the parking lot, they knew they wouldn't get a lot of money. So they didn't. Okay, listen. Uh-huh. When you are a transient that is robbing people for money, you don't get to judge other people no. by the cars that they're driving. No. You mm-hmm. don't. No. That's that's a rule. Yeah, it's true. They were very they were very uppity transients. I don't know. <laughs> okay. High class. They were high class transients, Shan. Alrighty. <laughs> but somehow they made their way from Alabama to Oklahoma in nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Okay. While trying to find money, they decided to rob drivers on I thirty five by feigning a stalled vehicle. And Verna was going to be the decoy. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So from this robbery, Roger and Harold, like I said, they ended up taking the Ford pickup and around $600 while Verna followed them in the station wagon to Oklahoma City. Okay. Okay. The pickup um, was dumped and later discovered by investigators after the bodies had been found. And not only was their vehicle registration found, uh, Melvin's registration, but also the registration for the pistols as well as ammunition was found inside the truck. I just wonder if they had a vehicle, what was the point of taking the truck after killing those three? So they could have another vehicle? For what, though? Like running to Walmart to get groceries? Like, what the fuck are these people doing that they need multiple vehicles? Well, there was three of them, and they were were adults. They needed somewhere else to sleep. I don't know. They're in a Vista Cruiser. Those things were massive. They were ginormous, yeah. (laughs) Okay, these people suck, and I hate them. Yeah, they're pretty much worthless pieces of shit. Yeah. All the way around. So, unfortunately... This random killing also went cold. Okay. Okay. So, this is when they soon decided to rob the Sirloin Stockade, and six people would lose their lives over $1,200. So, all in all, they got about $1,800 total from killing nine Nine. people. Nine people. Nine entire lives, mm-hmm. and they got $200 a person. $200 a person, yes. That's a bad bet. Right. That This is why I'm saying that these people were just yeah. out. They just wanted to kill someone. The return on investment in that is not high enough no. to, to... No, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
to be better without ROI people. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to weigh, you got to really weigh your pros and cons. Like, am I going to go to the electric chair over this for $1,800? Yeah. That is, yeah. They're bloodthirsty monsters. Yeah. 100%. Because, but what's so sad is they really honestly could have if dipshit Roger would have kept his fucking mouth shut. Yeah, they would have got away with it. They would have. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. (laughs) Because, like, they, they're like any other transient of the time in and out of states. Yeah, there was no, I mean. There's no record of owning a home. There was no record of employment. So They never would have put it together. No. Yeah. Not in the, not late 70s. No. So, after this anonymous call. (laughs) Anonymous. Anonymous. Uh, They did a deep dive into the Staffords. It was found that just two weeks after the stockade murders, Harold Stafford was killed in a motorcycle accident as the three were leaving the state. Where the fuck did he get a motorcycle, though? They probably stole it. And he got killed on it. I'm not sorry. That's karma. Right. No, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. It's a lot of karma coming at your ass very quickly. Yes. Okay. I'm satisfied with that result. Yep. Yep. Verna was soon located in Chicago. (laughs) Okay. And was more than willing to tell the investigators what really happened and implicated Roger as the instigator of these killings. But she was married to him. Yes? Yes. Okay. Hold, please. All right. Sorry. More to come. Sorry. So, she stated no one was supposed to die. Well, after the first three... Right. You could have qui- you, you could have said quitsies and... Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to the cops. Yeah. And moved on with your life. But, like, was this a case of... Um, abuse and i mean like mental probably, abuse probably like and let's she be 100 percent clear probably they but were, yeah she was homeless with this guy that was killing people she probably didn't think she could get away i don't know that's all, fair all, i'm i still don't like her as a person no, i don't either i don't either so soon after roger was found also living in chicago at a ymca because, hey, guys, YMCA's back in the day, you could actually live there. You didn't just work out at them. Man. I know. Things have changed. So much. Now we'd all just like to get our sweat on at a Y. We <laughs> no, we could actually live there. You guys have a really nice Y, though. Yeah, I like our Y. It's fun. It is fun, for sure. So, these pistols that they found. Okay. Three pistols in a bag. Yes. In eastern oklahoma (laughs) yes so after verna spills the beans Uh on all the things all the murders they decide to try new forensic technique um on the pistols is it called fingerprinting well i don't know if that's what it's called (laughs) just kidding (laughs) no um ballistics text tests were conducted and specialists were able to test the fragments from the crime scene to samples from the lab, and they were a match. Okay. Okay. So, fra- so when they yep, so they're fire looking the gun, at the twists and everything mm-hmm. on the yes. on the markings, the yes. tool markings on the 
yes. bullets. This, All is, right. this was a new forensic technique back in 19. I didn't realize it was new in 79. I didn't either. I sort of, I guess I sort of assumed that that had been around for a while, but yep. hey, you learn something new every day. It was new. So not only were they a match for the stockade murders, but they matched the bullets used on the Lawrence family as well. Sure. Yeah. So unfortunately, the Lawrence own pistols is what ended up killing the Lawrence family. Yeah. So. Which happens so often, but mm-hmm. God bless. Yeah. So the Staffords were arrested. Roger Stafford being initially charged with one count of first degree murder, but other murder charges came later. So they had to get him on at least one. Just to he, lock him up. Yeah. Yeah. He um he didn't want to do the extradition process. He he wanted to come back to Oklahoma to clear his name. Ooh, that's said, probably a mistake. He said he was completely innocent. Okay. Okay, buddy. Yeah. So the trial begins in the fall of 79 with Roger pleading not guilty and states that Verna had turned him in because she was upset that he left her. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And she, all the te- all of the testimony that Verna had given. Was a lie. Yeah. Just like, none bullshit. Of it. it was all Verna and Harold. Did they have anything else on him? Did So, for instance, did they have, let's say, his fingerprints on the Lawrence's vehicle? Mm-mm. No, there was never not any of the um, articles I read from the Oklahoman, from this Odyssey, you know, from the different news places. Not one time did it ever talk of fingerprints. So they they really didn't have any physical evidence. Correct. Except this pistol. Uh-huh. So I assume what they're talking about is like the one pistol that these people came with and then they stole the other two. Mm-hmm. Was the one pistol registered to them? No, the or? one pistol was stolen from a pawn shop in Purcell. Oh, that's right. You said that. Huh. Yeah. I, so I wonder. So it's basically all of Verna's testimony. Hearsay, it's all Verna's testimony saying, yes, I can put us at this crime scene, us stealing these weapons, us using said weapons on these stockade employees. But she's also incriminating herself. Right. In this, at, at the same time. Yes. So maybe that's why it carries more weight is that Probably. she's saying. Yeah, I did it. I participated. Yeah. And. This guy also did, too, but the other guy's dead right. now, so. Yeah. It also states in some of the um, the court documents and the interviews and, and that type of thing that, you know, not only at the Lawrence's murders, but also the Stockade murders, Harold and Verna both were set, you know, stated, I don't want anyone to die. No one's supposed to die. And Roger... Well, that was too late. They'd already killed three people. Right. And Roger just quipping back with, don't be a coward. We can't have witnesses. Don't be a coward. So, yeah. So they were all for robbing people, supposedly, Verna and Harold, but uh, they didn't want people to die. Okay. So, ultimately, 
The jury found him guilty and was sentenced to death for each murder during the robbery at the restaurant. Okay, so they gave him six death sentences. Yes. Okay. A subsequent trial for the murders of the Lawrence family also found Roger guilty and was given an additional three death sentences. Okay, fair enough. Cover all your bases uh there. All right. Bringing a total of nine death sentences to Roger. Okay. Placing him on death row at Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Nope. Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Uh-huh. The penitentiary. The pen. The uh, OSP. We'll just call it OSP. We're going to say OSP. (laughs) (laughs) I know words. Uh, In McAllister, Oklahoma. That's a pretty infamous little... um, I had never been to McAllister until earlier this year, and I you can see the pen from like the the, highway, the highway, Uh and I was like, "Oh shit!" So it's just like right there. It is right there. I mean, yeah. Ooh, yes. McAllister's a cute little town, though. I mean, yeah. I've never. I've. We didn't stop. They have a cute little downtown area. Yeah. We drove through, but um, I don't know that I'd want to be that close to the pen. No. But I get, I mean, it creates a lot of jobs down there, so. I mean, true. It is what it is. But, yeah, but it's literally right off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So, Verna was convicted, two counts of second-degree murder. Okay. For her part, and given two life sentences. Okay. Okay. In 1989, she tried to appeal for a lesser sentence. Uh-huh but was instead met with a resentencing of the same amount of time. So two life sentences. Sorry, B, you got two. Yeah, the only reason that they gave her life sentences instead of the death penalty Mm -hmm. is because she testified. Right, right. So the presiding judge at the time made the statement, there is one of the hottest corners of hell vacant with your name above it. Yes. So he was like, yeah, no. Go I'm, get him, I judge. I do not have time for you, low-life evil scum. Yeah, live out your life in prison. Yes. Or go to the death chamber, one of the two. Pick Correct. Your, pick your poison. Correct. So as far as I can tell, as of 2019, Verna is still alive and still oh, serving time. Gross. Why is times. she still alive? Yeah. And she, they had tried to interview her. Um. A while back, and she she said that it, trying to relive it was too emotional, and she couldn't. So, uh huh. Mm-hmm. So Roger, um, Roger also tried to appeal. Okay, as you do when you mm-hmm. have death sentences. When you have yeah. nine death sentences, yeah, right. So he his appeals lasted for fifteen years. So as they do one after yeah. like get like what am I going to do like get get me off these death sentences so he was though finally executed in July of 1995 okay okay by lethal injection injection so he went in when we were still using the um electric chair and he got put to death by lethal injection yes so he got the easy way out yes yeah wow yeah. okay fair enough I think at some point in the 70s, Oklahoma stopped using the firing squad. Oh, really? I think. I think, no. I think it's still an option, though. I think you can actually choose choose it. 
Because wasn't there a prisoner here a while back that was like, no, I, I want you to I want you to do firing squad. Oh. Was that in Oklahoma or another state? I, I th- don't remember. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I know there are some states that you can actually still, you as the prisoner can choose that option. Oh. I think huh. I'd probably still, I think I'd take the needle. I mean, yeah, because they, they basically put you under anesthesia yeah. and then give you something that stops your heart. So you go to sleep, kind of. If they don't fuck it up, which we are kind of known in Oklahoma for fucking it up multiple times, but. Yeah. I don't know if that's... Which, do they have doctors that do it? Like, how are they fucking it up? I don't understand. They do, but apparently it's really, really hard to find medical professionals that will do that because they're your first oath as a doctor oh, yeah. is to first do no harm. Right. And secondly, I think sometimes the combination of the drugs is a little bit uh, temperamental. Mm. And I think they... Maybe uh, it's a lot more painful than we actually think it is if you don't get the concoction just right. But still the easier way out than electric chair or firing squad. Yeah. I would think. I would think. Anyway, that went sideways. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Death penalty is a big topic in Oklahoma right now. So Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Okay, so up until that day, he maintained his innocence. Like, I didn't do this. Okay, listen, I am low-key. Everything I've ever heard about Roger Del Del Stafford is he is a fucking monster. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm inclined to believe that. But now, and let's be clear, I've never done a deep dive at all, but. But now knowing that the literal only evidence that they had against him was the testimony of his ex-wife, wife, mm-hmm. estranged wife, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm inclined to believe her because the story makes complete sense. And I'm sure they had her corroborate some sort of timeline and specific details and things like that to ensure that she was actually telling the truth. Right. It does say that in the testimony she gave, there were parts of the murders and the crime scenes that only a person present at them. Like specific details. Specific details where the bodies were specifically in the freezer. Um, also the bodies along the highway, the family along the highway, things that okay only the only people present at the time of mm-hmm. the murders would know would know okay so okay I I get it I'm not like fully on board with Roger Del Stafford as innocent I'm not gonna die on that hill for sure but mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting that. Now finding out that that is really the only evidence that they had was her testimony. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Oof. It's the 80s, man. 70s. Ooh, no. Ooh. 70s. 70s 70s in Oklahoma was still like the Wild West. It was. (laughs) As we regress currently back there. Um, Okay. So. Some of his last words while being prepared sure, uh, were, I would like the world to know that you are seeing an innocent man murdered. I have nothing to lose by telling a lie. 
somewhere, somehow, someplace, somebody, please exonerate me. Seek truth and justice. The truth will set you free, but not me. Give me the peace of giving my name back. And then it was reported that he, uh, as he was falling on unconscious, he was smiling. Ugh. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, an even crazier turn of events. A few days after his execution. Uh-huh. The woman in charge of death penalties appeals by the name of Sandy Howard uh-huh. received a $5 gift card for the sirloin stockade. Shut the fuck nope. up. Oh, wait for it. Wait for it. The gift card was mailed from the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. No, Sant, why can't I say it? Just call it OSP. The OSP in McAllister where Stafford was imprisoned and executed. On the back of the card was written, Congratulations, you have participated in the murder of an innocent man. Fuck off. Right? Right? If I was that chick, I would be like, noping it right the fuck out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm out. Yes. Well, he obviously sent it from the penitentiary. Right. right. And they think that because it was received a few days later that probably his cellmate or he yeah. paid one of his yeah. fellow inmates I mean, don't to try to be slick, dude. Like, right. listen. That still would, I would be like, oh, hell to the no. I would be like throwing it, I'd be burning it, some type of seance around yep. it because that's you gotta all the bad You got to burn around all that shit. You got to like do a you voodoo gotta, doll. Uh-huh. You got to like burn sage like smudging the shit out of all of that all of it yeah Uh -uh. bananas no Mm -mm. Mm i'm a no on that nope i don't like any of that (laughs) 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 anyways i thought that was like it was like oh my gosh that's just that's terrifying that, that is really terrifying so that shan is the crazy turn of events that got these people you know prosecuted for for these heinous crimes and these awful murders of these just young people that didn't you know didn't deserve to die no oh god no could have just taken their money and no Uh uh-uh but no 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 so yeah that that's bananas and honestly like i knew growing up in oklahoma you know there's a sirloin stockade massacre Mm mm-hmm all of that. I had heard of the the three murders uh, in outside of Purcell on the highway. For some reason, I never put it together. Mm-hmm. And I've never done a deep dive on Roger Dell Stafford. Um, but this was, like, super enlightening. Yeah. Like, super enlightening. Yeah. I liked it. There was not a lot. I tried to find background for for the Stafford brothers. The only things I could find was they were born in Alabama in the 50s, um, and that's it. Like This just seems like they went on a murder spree for I mean, a little bit of time, but do you yeah. think there are other murders? Oh, sure, 100%. I don't think they got to Oklahoma and were like, Let's we're just going to start killing people. Yeah. No, I think I think something s- uh, snapped, and they they did it one time and got away with it. and Continued? And continued. Wow. So I really think they did it for some time. 
I wonder if there's others out there that have never been solved. Probably. More than likely, yeah. Yikes. So. Ooh. That, that was, was a really good one, Shy. That was a good one. I, yeah. But it's been 43 years since. Yeah. Since those murders. Since 78, so. yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it. Good job, Shy. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.